Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. Entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy. And healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely gonna be some laughing, and hopefully, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. Hi everyone, hope everyone is doing all right. Sending lots of love to every single one of you. All right, so today we've got Dana Clark, the founder and creator of Heroic Humans on the podcast. And this is a global social impact movement with a mission to inspire, celebrate, and empower heroic members of our communities. Such an important thing to think about right now with everything going on in the world. Heroic Humans touches thousands of lives daily from across the globe. They've got global ambassadors that support the mission, and Heroic Humans also hosts events and most recently launched a podcast to elevate the stories, voices, and personal journeys of everyday heroes. I was so lucky to be one of the guests on Dana's podcast. I'm so grateful to her. Really connected. And we talked about what it means to be a heroic hero. Every single person is a hero in some regard, and we are here to celebrate that and to explore that and to really allow people to step into their spotlight, their moment. Um, Please enjoy this week's episode with Dana Clark and Heroic Humans. Well, Dana, thank you so much for being down, for being on the Healthiest Hot Podcast. I absolutely adore everything that you're doing with Heroic Humans. I think there are so many humans out there that truly embody what it means to be a hero. And they don't always wear capes and they're not always on the big screen, but there are humans really everywhere, especially right now in the time that we're living. I feel like the heroes of today are really being put under the spotlight and for good reason. And I love that you shine a spotlight with them through Heroic Humans. How did that all come to be? You know what? Okay. So, and it was funny because when I interviewed you for my show, when we were talking, we noticed so many similarities in our stories, but in really kind of funny and almost opposite ways, but also some similarities. And I, I mean, whenever I tell this story, I kind of go back to like eight year old Dana. And I think of this place in my life where I was always the kid sitting around the kitchen table saying, you know, I'm going to make this big difference and I'm going to do the thing and I want to have the voice and I want to make change. And like, if you were to ask me how I was ever going to do that, obviously I had no idea at the time. And I was the kid sitting around the table that people were like, yeah, okay, you know, let's see if this ever comes into something. And, you know, I, I did what we all kind of did, right? We, I went to school and through elementary school and high school, I had the opportunity to go to a, um, to go to university after high school and then into a postgraduate degree. And I was in for broadcast journalism at uh, York university. And I also had a part-time job at the time and I was working at Lululemon and I was in a development meeting with my management team at Lululemon. And 
throughout this whole period of me going to school and me becoming an adolescent, I always had this creativity inside of me and still these big ideas and these goals and these ambitions, but they kind of got dimmed and subsided throughout going to school and the education system. And I just felt like I wasn't as creative as I had once been, right? You kind of forget your little kid dreams, I feel. And I was in the middle of this development meeting and my management team handed me this journal and they said, we're going to ask you a series of questions and just to kind of get your, get your thoughts going. They focus a lot on, on goals and and personal development. And once you've written down your answers, we're going to read them aloud. Okay. So they handed this to the journals and they asked a series of questions. And some of the questions were something like this. The first one was, if you have one characteristic in the world, what is that? And who are you here to be? And how are you going to make change? And when it came my turn to read my answers aloud, I had nothing written down. You know, a part of me thought, who on earth is asking these questions? Because this is so outrageous. Who would ever know the answer to these things? And all I had to say was, I'm here to be a good daughter. I'm here to be a good sister. I'm here to be a good partner, friend, employee, person. And I just want to show up for one person every single day of my life. And I'm here to be a heroic human. And my management team, my management meeting ended and we all went about, everyone said, thanks for sharing. And I went home and I literally bursted through my front door, went up to my mom and said, I said something today and I think it's kind of incredible. And I, I always say I did what any dreamer would do is I sat down with my mom and had two bottles of wine and bought the domain and registered for sole proprietorship two hours later because I was like, this is so happening. And if I want to wake up every day and be a heroic human and just show up and just be myself, make a difference. And in doing that, spread some type of positivity and awareness. And I'm sure there's other people out there who want to do the same thing too. And that was the birth of heroic humans, literally in that moment. And that's why it's so important for me to be in the position to create these opportunistic conversations, because I feel like so much positivity comes out of having safe spaces to talk about who you want to be and how you want to show up. And that's such a mission of mine in the Heroic Humans platform, because I think that space of safety and comfortability, knowing that your ideas are okay there so much beauty comes out of those. I'm so glad that you had that development meeting and you were asked those very deep, difficult, introspective questions because who knows where you'd be right now? Like that meeting, that place where you had to look at yourself and look at your life and maybe feel a little bit uncomfortable and really have to be honest with yourself. It resulted in such a beautiful journey for you and for everyone that's been involved with Heroic Humans. How long ago was that? That was October. Well, I officially launched Heroic Humans October 2017. So in October, it'll be three years, October 2020. Approaching on three years. And what what have been some of your, your moments of pride looking back at everything you guys have been able to accomplish with Heroic Humans? Yeah, you know what? It started out as this blog space where people from across the globe would write in to acknowledge the people in their lives, whether they were entrepreneurs, whether it was just an incredible grandmother they wanted to acknowledge or a cancer survivor. And 
it so quickly became a global space where people from everywhere were writing in to acknowledge people, which was so cool. And that was such a special moment because you really got to understand that this is something that the world needs and that people inherently like to do is acknowledge and celebrate others, which is so incredibly beautiful. And from that point on, I started to bring heroic humans into communities and we would do panels and we would do events and have local people sit and talk about their stories and their milestones and their lived experiences to ultimately just bring people together and talk about real things, real people. And from there, I built a team of ambassadors from across the globe who essentially represent heroic humans in their own individual communities. Because, you know, I'm one woman in one part of the world with one lived experience. And how do I make this a place where everyone feels welcome and where it's truly an educational and inspirational environment for everybody? Well, that's to include people from all different walks of life right? So we have an environmental ambassador out of Denmark. We have a few LGBTQ plus ambassadors. We have, you know, female empowerment ambassadors. We have, you know, oh my gosh, so many. (laughs) So I think we have about 10 or 12 and really cool way to kind of extend heroic humans in a way that is so much more than just one individual experience. So that's been really, really cool and special. And of course, now that I have a podcast, it's so neat because I know we were talking um, during during your episode on my show about how just naturally the progression of creating a podcast through our, our pages has been. And it's just so much fun to actually hear the voices of people with these stories and for them to tell it themselves. So that's been really special. It's wild to think the amount of parallels that we have both as individuals and then also with heroic humans and with healthy as hot because at healthy as hot, same thing. It started off as a blog where I wasn't writing all the articles. It was people contributing their own stories and their own thoughts and their own feelings. And the goal was to create a safe space where you could talk about the ups and downs of health, whether it was mental health or physical health or career health or spiritual health, just to create a safe space. And then again, same thing with you, like the natural progression of going into a podcast because beautifully written stories and articles are amazing. And then doing a podcast just creates like a different, a different avenue for those stories to be shared. Some people are incredible writers and some people are a little bit more comfortable talking. So it creates this mm-hmm. space where you can get more people's stories heard and you can really go in depth. And I find that such a powerful thing with podcasting. It just really allows us to kind of peel back the layers and hear the people for, for who they are and what they have to say. Absolutely. And it's just like the cherry on top. It's someone's lived experience, someone's own personal journey, someone's learnings, and then told in their own voice. Like, it's just, it's incredible. And it sounds so simplistic and silly, but it's so moving. And it's so important, I think, to hear these stories from the person telling the story. Like, it's just, it's so dynamic. And I mean, you're a natural and I, I had so much fun going to school for broadcast journalism. And I, like I said to you, you know, it was, it was about time that I picked up a microphone again and did something that I actually went to school for, I guess. Uh, So that's been a lot of fun to explore. Oh, the things that we go to school for, and then eventually they just kind of like trickle back into our lives and we're like, oh, okay, so I'm finally going to use that university degree. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) What have been some of the stories and the impact you've seen 
happen through Heroic Humans? Because you've obviously had the chance to reach so many different communities from so many different parts of the world, but have there been a couple of instances where you've seen the impact of Heroic Humans on someone's life or maybe someone's own community? Wow, that's a really good question, Chloe. Um, you know what? I think as just as a general sense, what makes me feel so um, what makes me feel so grateful for the heroic humans community is when people start to understand and respect each other based on their experiences instead of preconceived notions and preconceived judgments. And to think of one particular, you know, story, there's, there's so many, but I feel like there's this overall umbrella type theme where really the messaging behind heroic humans helps people to understand one another. And that is just, you know, the domino effect and the ripple effect of that is so monumental. And it's so incredible because that's what we all need right now. And in my opinion is we need to be able to see each other. We need to be able to hear each other and love each other for exactly who we are. And I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of so many stories and, and messages that I've received that say, you know, I either had a really important conversation with a family member and I now feel seen by that person and that's changed my life. Or, you know, you made me want to wake up today because I know that there's someone else out there whose story resonates with me. Or I heard this person on the podcast and I had no idea that, you know, that was their lived experience and I now feel less alone. And for instance, a few weeks ago, I aired an episode with one of our LGBTQ plus ambassadors, Ryan, and he shared his coming out story on the podcast. And he shared how difficult it was to have the conversations with his parents um, and their expectations of, of what that looked like to, to have a gay son. And, you know, it was, it was so impactful, his story. And the pouring in of messages for people who just said, you know, I now understand either my child or I now understand my parent more. And I think that's what's so important is that it's triggering a positive response in everyday people by simply sharing human experiences, right? And like that never gets old, that never gets boring. Like that is just, it's so moving. And that's, I'm so grateful for that. It's so interesting to hear you talk about how really it's just all about accepting each other and our experiences and it shouldn't be such a difficult thing like it shouldn't be this novel thing that you're doing and yet the world really needs it because a lot of the times people have a hard time accepting people or we do have preconceived notions or we have different expectations of what that might look like or what that might sound like when really we have to leave judgment at the door and we really just need to step into a place of acceptance and to be open-minded and to truly just like listen to the person that's in front of us because they have a story, that story is worth telling, and it's also worth hearing, like actually hearing without trying to change it or without putting labels on it. And I think that's at the core of what you're really doing is like allowing everyone a space to truly step into their own inner hero, because I think everybody has an inner hero. And then an extension of that is like, well, whoever's listening to that hero tell their story, hopefully that they can really step up to the plate and be a little bit more accepting. Exactly. And I love that you, I, the, the terminology everyday hero is so important because it's been one of the, one of the difficulties with heroic humans, but also one of the really beautiful aspects is because a heroic human sounds so 
uh, it just sounds so massive, right? Like it sounds like the, the, the cartoons of heroes we used to watch. And it sounds like, you know, the obviously first responders and it, it, it makes it seem like this unobtainable and unachievable kind of mm. characteristic. And I don't want to discredit any of that whatsoever. I think that's incredibly important and valuable, but I, the mission is, is to make people realize, understand that no matter who you are, you still matter by just playing the role of being authentically yourself and whoever you inherently are. That's, that's, that's important also. And that is worthy and that is valuable. And if we can be seen and valued for our natural existence on this planet, I mean, I think we'll walk differently and we'll talk differently and we'll treat our ourselves, our partners, our pets, the environment, like everything will change if we just see, we feel seen for who we are. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I mean, I think it's something a lot of people strive to get to, to a place where they can accept themselves for who they are and then walk through life unapologetically themselves. But it's a hard thing. Like you have had the chance to speak to people all over the world who have managed to get to that place where they are okay with who they are. They, they've come to love who they are and they can walk through life feeling like I am here, I am worthy. But that's not everyone's story. There's a lot of individuals out there who, who feel a little bit iffy about who they are, who maybe con- are concerned that their stories are not worth being heard. But we're here to hopefully, you know, shake that stigma and say, no, 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 everybody's story is worthy. You as you are, are amazing. But with all the stories you've heard and all the people you've interacted with, how can we take the right steps forward to kind of work on that self-acceptance, self-love, and truly being okay with the inner hero we all have? Yeah, you know what? I think so much of this, I'm really glad you asked that because I think so much of this comes down to recognizing and realizing that we're not alone in the way that we feel about ourselves. And I mean, we are our own worst critics, right? We are our biggest point of judgment. We are the people who look in the mirror and we're the only ones normally in our lives who tell us that we're not enough. Mm-hmm. And how can we change that dialogue with ourselves and how can we feel that p- piece of self-acceptance? Absolutely. And I think so much of that comes down to realizing and recognizing that you're doing your best all of the time. And to be more, it's almost like we need to be more, have more grace with ourselves, mm-hmm. be more kind, be more be more peaceful, be more forgiving. I think we can hold so much resentment towards ourselves. And I feel like, especially at a time like this, Chloe, during COVID-19 that, I mean, we all have these expectations of ourselves and what we do in a pandemic and what we do in this time. And obviously nobody knows what to do. And obviously everyone, you know, we're, we're kind of looking for some type of guidance during this wild time. And everyone's being really hard on themselves. And I think if we can all just recognize that we're all just doing the best that we can all of the time, boundless grace, someone just said, yes. yes. I feel like if we if we can realize that we're doing the best that we can, I think that will bring a little peace of mind. And like I said, also, if, if you are someone who feels alone in your situation and you feel like they're the, you're the only person on the planet going through this situation or this feeling know that there's someone else out there who's absolutely going through the same thing that you are and turn to someone who I feel you would be comfortable enough to share your story with 
And I hope that that person would meet you with grace and understanding and acceptance because just being met for where you are and being seen for where you're currently at, I think is so incredibly powerful. Um, yeah. 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 Just finding someone that you feel safe with to being able to share your story. And I think you're right. Like we, we sometimes feel like what we're going through is an isolated experience and nobody else in the world understands what we're going through. And I think those feelings are valid, but I think there are so many people going through things. And I love that you are creating a space where people can find um, comfort in knowing that they're not alone in going through their situations. I think that's so powerful. Like you are bringing people together to celebrate them. And I think, I think that's needed right now more than ever. And, you know, this is the healthiest hot podcast. And I think there's, there's so much health benefits that come from uniting together as a community and creating that safe space. What are your thoughts on that? Oh my gosh. Community is everything, right? It is everything. And I mean, I love so much of what you do with healthy is hot because it's bringing people together in such a positive way to talk and discuss real things happening to real people. And everyone just wants to feel like they belong to something. And everyone just wants to feel like there are other people like that. I mean, this is such a theme in what we're talking about, but everyone wants to feel like they belong to something mm-hmm. and that someone else out there experiencing that. And I think when it comes to community, we can accomplish absolutely anything. And I think during this difficult time as well, this is such a testament of, of what, what we can accomplish and how we really need to stick together in such difficult times. And so much beauty comes out of being together as a community. And I mean, you go back through our history and us as people, as human beings, we're meant to rely on one another. (laughs) Like we're supposed to be banded together as a community. And there's so many things that I feel like as of recent in recent years that have kind of torn us apart from that in terms of, you know, some, some uses of technology and, and social media and the online world. And although that is such a gift in so many incredible ways, I feel like it's also kind of removed that human to human connection that we're all kind of longing for and that sense of community. And so many of us have found such beautiful spaces online to create communities, which is so fantastic, but that doesn't and shouldn't discredit and take away from our in-person communities and connections that we have with one another. And I think that together we can accomplish so much. And as soon as we realize that, that you know, n- none of us are, are better than another. None of us are, are more deserving or should be more privileged. Like we should just be in this state of mind that we can be stronger together and we can learn more together. And I think that's really the, the facet of change and kind of where all of this stems from is the sense of community. You're so right. The beauty of people coming together is that each person comes with a different lived experience, different opinions, different thoughts. And I think it's nice and it's needed to have 
those different ideas come together because that's when we can create new ideas and work together to accomplish so much. I don't know about you, but like, I can't wait for this all to be over to be able to reconnect face to face with people that I love because I miss that so much. And I think that's definitely one of the silver linings is just go like when this is all over and we're allowed to go back. Like, I hope we all go back with such a greater appreciation for the people in our lives the local businesses, you know, everything. Like I hope appreciation is really just stepped up a notch. A hundred percent. What are you, what do you feel like will change most when we go back to normal life after this? Like, what do you feel like is going to be the biggest pivot kind of? I hope you're putting me on the spot here. I hope that this whole experience kind of recalibrates everyone's priorities. Like, I think this situation, as difficult as it is, and it's very trying, there's a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of anxiety, but I think it's forcing people to look at their lives and realize what's really important. It's those friendships that we nurture. It's our family members and checking in with them. It's also checking in on our mental health. How are we coping in a situation like this? It's hopefully making people realize that local businesses are suffering right now. And after this, hopefully we can contribute and help them get back on their feet. Um, it's certainly making me appreciate living right here in Canada, where I feel like the government has our back most of the time, you know, like it's definitely providing a sense of security. And so I hope when this is all over, we can hold on to those things that we've really kind of consolidated as things that are important to us, that quality time, those quality relationships, this idea of community, this idea of celebrating one another through difficult times, and that we can bring that into our regular lives rather than just going on autopilot and going to work and having a side hustle and doing brunch and like hitting up all the gym workouts that you do or whatever it is that kind of like fills your usual life. Like I think for me, if I look back, I've been on a little bit of autopilot where it's just been go, 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 slam my schedule as much as possible, constantly try to achieve the next goal without actually appreciating the important things in life. And sometimes those important things are as simple as just calling someone you love or actually Mm -hmm. making a meal and being mindfully present when you, when you have it, you know, like if, all these little things that really make up life instead of only focusing on the big goals, the big accomplishments, climbing the ladder, whatever it is that gets your juices going. Like we have to find joy in the simple things of life because when a situation like this happens, that's all we're left with. And so you hope that what you are left with is abundance and is love and is connection and is a sense of purpose. I went Chloe, you I went are like <laughs> a major heroic human. I don't even, I'm like raw, rawing with my arms in the air. Like I can't even control myself. Yes. Oh my gosh. You said it. I'm so happy this is being recorded because that was so important. <laughs> didn't know where it was going, but I was like, I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my heart. I'm just going to keep talking. I had like goosebumps. You're right. We need to just be so much more mindful. Even that you said about the food that we're so privileged and grateful to be cooking and nourishing our bodies with. Can we slow down and actually be present in that moment? Like that alone is so powerful. That is so beautiful. And that is something that we're so incredibly lucky to be able to sit and be mindful about. Mm-hmm. It's just so much perspective. You nailed well, it. It's perspective. You, 
I was telling you about that Yale course that I'm doing. For anyone who's listening, one of Yale's most popular courses, it's free, it's online. This is not a plug. I'm doing it and I'm really enjoying it. It's called The Science of Well-Being. And the last class that I did was about this idea of savoring and gratitude. And savoring was like gratitude, I think a lot of people know what it is. They know what's good for us. Like we should really take a moment every day and think about the things we're grateful for. Is it our health? Is it clean running water? Is it your delicious oat milk latte? Just taking a minute to realize like, oh wow, I'm really grateful for X, Y, and Z today. But then this idea of savoring was brought in and it's this intentional act of choosing to savor a moment that usually you would just do. So they use the example of eating a cookie. So like, oh, you want a cookie, you go, you eat it, and you move on to the next thing. They were like, next time you go for that cookie, like be mindful of it. Like actually think about like, how does it feel in your hands? What are you tasting? What does it smell like? How does it make you feel? Like, do you feel happy when you're taking that bite of that cookie? Like, it's almost like they're, they're asking you to have an out-of-body experience with an activity so that you can truly be present in it and savor it. And I was like, whoa, like, I don't remember the last time I actually savored something. Actually thought about how reading this book makes me feel whether I'm, I'm all about Harry Potter right now I'm like love me read some love Harry it. Potter but like usually I just dive in to that world and like I just zone out but like what if next time I picked up that book I actually thought about why does this make me happy like this is a moment that should be savored whether it's your bubble bath, a face mask, your banana muffin that you're making, going for a run, calling a friend, like take a minute to step back and savor that moment. And then from savoring, gratitude comes naturally. Absolutely. You've inspired me today, Chloe Wilde. My gosh. <laughs> I'm going to go savor something when I'm done off of this. My God. Yo, I'm next time like you have a cookie, me. it's going to be a completely different experience. Yes. I'm going to text you and just let you know how good that cookie was. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I was thinking when I was getting, like, I was getting so jazzed to talk to you because I've missed you mm. so much since the last, <laughs> it was like two weeks ago that we did yeah. we this. And I'm so curious who the heroic humans in your life are, the people that continuously inspire you and remind you to step up and be a better human in your own life. I love that. And you know, what's funny is that whenever I get asked this question of like, who's your mentor? Who do you look up to? My same answer all the time is always my mom. And whenever I say this story, I'm like, Dana, you've got to change your answer. Like it can't be this your, your mom every time. But you know what? My mother and my grandmother are two of the most badass, tough headed, strong women I've ever met in my life. And I am who I am today because of those two people. And I am, you know, officially today never going to apologize for wanting to acknowledge those two women in my life because that answer is, is worthy, right? That answer is worthy. And my, my mom has been, and she's been an entrepreneur for 35 years at this point, and she was in the automotive industry um, in media and PR. And that's where she spent the the bulk of her career. So she was always kind of trailblazing in her own way in terms of her, her industry, because having a woman in, in automotive and PR 35 years ago was not a commonality. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's been very inspirational to me in terms of, of her entrepreneurial career and just for who she stands as, as a person. I mean, 
my gosh, I feel like, I feel like if we have anybody who we look at, who we feel incredibly grateful for and who we look up to and say, you know, this person's not perfect and this person's been through the hell of a lot, but I totally and completely respect who they are and what they stand for. If you have someone in your life who you can feel that wholeheartedly for one person, you're incredibly lucky. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, those are the people who, who we look up to so much who you one day realize, oh, they're just human too. And they make mistakes too. And they're just evolving and growing and trying to understand this thing called life just as I am. But I think they're doing it pretty well. So I'm going to take note, <laughs> right? I don't think you should ever apologize for continuously saying your mom and your grandma ever. <laughs> okay, let's just like take a moment to appreciate our moms. My mom is, I think, in this Instagram live. I don't know if she still is, but like her too. I think it's amazing when you, when you have a parent that you, you, know, you grew up with, like they taught you everything. And then you become an adult and you look at them in a completely different life. Like you see them as their own person, not just as yeah. your parent. Not just mom. Like you like have a name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they have a name. They have passions. They have interests. They have, you know, they have curiosities. They have dislikes. Yeah. And I, when I made that shift where I like looked at my mom, no longer is like just my mom, like mom, you know, as a teenager. And I looked at her as like this own person. I was like, whoa, like I was fascinated and I was so interested and so inspired, you know, like I'm truly constantly inspired by my mom. And I think it's amazing that we can both sit here and say that. And I don't think either of us should ever apologize for constantly putting our moms on the pedestal they deserve to be on. No, you're so right. And that night that I came home that I said that I, you know, did my thing with Rogue yeah. Humans, my mom said, she said, Dane, if you don't do this today, right now, right here, don't do it at all. And I was like, oh my God, you know, that's really terrifying advice. <laughs> like that's like not what you want to hear <laughs> um, because it sounds really scary, but I did the thing and thank God that I did because I think so often that when we say these crazy ideas and when we have this, I believe we all at multiple times in our lives will have this kind of like body surge of an idea and this, this dream that kind of fills us up and if we say it out loud, which so many times we're too fearful to even say it out loud, but if we do get the courage to speak of it and it's met with any form of negativity or shame, we then internalize that and never bring that idea or dream up again because it was bad. And I think that because I was met with an opportunity when I brought my idea out, um, it's absolutely changed the game for me. And I, I feel like for anybody listening to this podcast, to this episode, that if someone comes to you with an idea or with a dream and they are having a full body experience, knowing that this is their purpose, just listen to them, like just hear them and support them and create a safe conversation for them to be able to have that dream. Because it's the people who shut us down, who end up staying unfortunately in our minds and who feed into our limiting beliefs of ourselves and we're transformed by those things right so i think just so much more positivity around the conversations about who we want to be and encouraging everybody to go out and be themselves like why wouldn't you why would you ever stop someone from being who they want to be 
you know? No, thank you. No, thank you. Like go be you. We support that. Do the thing. Be you. Like, I love it. (laughs) This is doing what you do. You know what I mean? Like your passion for this to allow people to truly be themselves and to be celebrated for that fact is amazing. Like Dana, you are such an incredible human. You are helping people connect not only with themselves, but with other heroic humans all around the world. And you're even taking that connection up a notch with your connection cards, which I had the pleasure of experiencing last time we spoke on your podcast. And I would love to be able to do it again and to tell my audience all about it because I think this idea is amazingly relevant right now, but I think human connection and wanting to strive for that human connection will always be something that, you know, we're curious about. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Chloe. And you know what? It's, it's so simple because through my process of interviewing and, and experiencing and hearing the stories from all these humans from across the globe, really what stood out to me was this theme of connection that no matter in, 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 no matter where in someone's life that they experienced this pivotal moment, connection had something to do with how they became who they are or how they healed from something or how they grew from something or how they further fell in love with themselves or another person. Like connection was just this constant theme in all of these people's lives who now suddenly feel this point of fulfillment. So I thought, how do we get away from the stigma of being too curious and being too vulnerable and being too open to talk, you know, like, I think there's, it's getting better, but there is definitely a stigma around being, being openly talking about very taboo subjects and and being vulnerable. And how do we, how do we overcome that and give people the tools and resources to talk about connection? And that is to make a physical tool that people can use. So I created connection cards, which, you know, not very original, but they're called connection cards. And the icebreaker mentality is, is, you know, not a foreign topic, obviously. And I just thought, how can we create a resource for people to have more accessible tools to have connection in their lives? And whether you use these by yourself as like a journaling prompt or on a date, or like I said, the last time I chatted with you, I've used these with up to 60 people before, and it was just fantastic. So they're really just ways to enhance that connection with a person and create really incredible conversations with people who you maybe already love or a stranger. And these are the things that will help us get to know like the true meaning of each other. Um, and what we're all looking for. And especially at a time like this, like you, you nailed it. Exactly. Okay. Well, now's the moment. Let's do a little connection card session. Okay. So we played these on, uh, my account and we had a lot of fun and I'm okay. It makes me a little bit nervous. So you have to, you have to help me out and do your answers as well. Okay. I will. I will. I will. I will. Let's see what we get. And I use these on my show and it's so fun because they're just so random. Oh my God. Okay. This is a great one. This is so relevant to what we're talking about. This says, what lessons did you learn from your parents? Oh, honestly, so relevant. it's, it's the universe is just, it blows my mind sometimes. I think the, the biggest thing I learned from my mom was to be fearlessly independent, but to still be able to take you know, take love in and take friendship in and also ask for help now and then. But 
you know, growing up, she's the one who raised us. She worked a full-time job. She raised us. She did the best she could. And I definitely took a lot from that. And I was like, this woman is showing up every day to be able to provide for her family while still being a parent at home. And looking back, I have such an appreciation for everything that she did to be able to provide for us as a human, as a parent with, you know, food in the fridge, by going to school, being able to buy backpacks, like all of those things. I think we, we don't realize when we're teenagers that those things cost money and that someone has to work really, really hard to be able to provide that for you. And yeah, she got, she basically just taught me like, stand on your own two feet, little one, stand on your own two feet, and then you're going to be good. And then you can kind of take in everything else that comes with you. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I'm even thinking back to like every, every beginning of school year, I would want to go out and get a new pencil case and new pencils and like a new, and it's like, what Dana, do you have any idea who works this? Like, it's unbelievable. You know, I'm so glad that you brought that up because, you know, thank you to parents. Thank you to, (laughs) oh my God, it's just so silly, but, um, no. Okay. So what I've learned from my, I feel like, well, very similarly. And again, we're having a, you know, we're connecting more Chloe because this is what we do. <laughs> um, but I would definitely say again, my mom, something that I learned. So from her is how you truly can decide what your role as a woman looks like. Mm. And you are in control of that. And you decide what you want to be doing and who you are. Like you are not summoned to perform or behave or react in any way. Like you draw the line, you make the rules, you say what you're capable of doing. And for me, that was so much of being, you know, she was the the sole breadwinner in my family and raised me and my two brothers and always ran her own business and always was the top of her game in her industry and was also the 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 top of our our home and our household and all of our hearts and we didn't even know like that our mom was so balancing these things because she was so present when she was home which is so interesting to look back at now that if you don't even notice it must not you know she must have been doing it pretty well (laughs) i think right um And yeah, it's just given me so much perspective that you don't have to follow the guidelines of anyone else's life, but your own. And if you want to be a mother and an entrepreneur and a friend, you can do that. If you Mm -hmm. want to be, you know, you you can do whatever you want to be doing and Yeah. yeah, so powerful. Yeah. We definitely don't have to abide by the narratives that society says and yeah. puts out into the world. Like we get to decide what that narrative is. Like we just yeah. get to decide how we show up in our lives and what that looks like and the impact that, that might have on other people. But at the end of the day, those are choices. Those are the choices that we make. So we should make those choices as active participants. We should make those choices from the driver's seat. Mm. You know, like this is our life. Driver's seat. I love that. You're I was just going to picture myself, you know, I've, I haven't been in my car and my God, who knows how long, a month probably. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know one day we'll get through this. Well, I love you. Truly love you. I think Aww. this is amazing that we've had two real conversations at this point and my heart feels incredibly connected to yours. Thank you for sharing your connection cards. Thank you for 
creating heroic humans and reminding everybody that they are everyday heroes and just out there promoting that we should be accepting of one another where we are at the present moment and not judge people for what they've been through or what their dreams are. And at the end of the day, like we just need to rally together and band together and be one community. Mm -hmm. Well said, my friend. Absolutely. Well, before we wrap this thing up, I always end the podcast the same way. What does healthy is hot mean to you? Healthy is hot means to me is knowing how fierce you are and how absolutely capable you are at every single stage of your life. How's that? (laughs) That is beautiful. I love asking that question because everybody has a different answer. And I think that's the beauty of healthy is hot or even the beauty of if you ask someone, what does a heroic human mean? Like everybody's going to have something different to the table. And I think it's because it's universal. Everybody has some type of relationship or connection to this idea of heroism or to health. And I think, I think, I think we both have to keep doing what we're doing and I will support you on your journey. And I love that we were able to collaborate in this way. Oh my gosh, right back at you. And you're right. The universe needs healthy as hot. And I feel like every individual can benefit from from your community and from that philosophy. So I support you all the way. The whole time, forever, forever, forever and ever. Okay, but BSGs, besties. Um, Okay, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Can't wait to do this again. Bye, everybody. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. If you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.